Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL. Happy President's Day to you. want to remind you that we had a little President's Day fun earlier this morning, right after the Vic Corselli show. Myself and Vic and Ken Williams and Katie all jumped on News Talk STL's Facebook page, did a little Facebook live. I had, uh, last night, I created a News Talk STL President's Day Challenge. Mm-hmm. It was fun. A little presidential trivia for you. And uh, we tested Vic and Ken this morning. And great. had a lot of people watching the live stream. And, uh, of course, it is still there for you to go and check out. So test yourself on presidential trivia and check that out on the News Talk STL Facebook page. Whenever you get a second today. All right. Joining us in studio, as I mentioned, I love when a company comes over. If you're watching on the cameras, you see the great Rob Carter in studio with us. <laughs> what is, are we a, a month? I am. Uh, this will be the start of the fourth week. All right. Oh, wow. It's a lot of work. It yeah. It's great. It's a lot of work. You Thank you. You sound awesome, though. Thank you. You sound so great. It is like, it's spectacular to have us and then O'Reilly <laughs> Tim and Chris, Larry and you, like it is just such a seamless, fun yeah. thing to have that happen. It's been fun. Yeah, the live local thing it's that been we've fun. been talking. I mean, that is is real, and it is very unique these days. I mean, when I started in radio in 1997, you couldn't. Were have you a 12 radio. years old? 19. <laughs> you started that young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, um, you couldn't. Be have a radio station that didn't have somebody live and local in the studio because it wouldn't go. Right, <laughs> you had to have somebody. That's there. what sold it. Push but, buttons. But that was twenty seven years ago or whatever. Right, and it has changed dramatically since then. So now to be able to be live and or local f- for nearly the entire day from five thirty in the morning until ten o'clock at night is. Not something that happens, and that's what we have here at mm-hmm. News Talk SDL. It's 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 awesome stuff, and it's great to have uh, uh, the Rob Carter Show now every night from eight to ten here on the station. Um, I want to dive into some uh, some stories today. We're finally this week finally about to get to the South Carolina primary. It's funny how you know the presidential election system works you know you you wait forever for the iowa caucus you know you talk about iowa for two years and then it finally happens and then immediately new hampshire happens and you're like here we go and then another big pause Mm -hmm. and about a month to wait for south carolina but now we're about here so that's going to be a big talking point and a big story as the week uh progresses it's still latest Real Clear Politics poll. I have it here. Um, the latest average on Real Clear Politics: Trump at sixty three point four percent, Nikki Haley at thirty two point four. That number has not changed in weeks. Any any reason to expect anything different this weekend? No, I can't even imagine to get thirty two percent. I you know Trump is popular amongst Republicans. You know, we've talked about it before. I'm, you know, I'm sure. half in the bag with Trump. I don't, you know, I see a lot of things that don't make sense to me with Donald Trump as much as uh, the alternative with Joe Biden. I mean, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd like somebody who's somewhat coherent yeah. in the in the White House, but, um, but I don't think but Nikki Haley has much of a chance. Haley is pretty yeah, I don't. Nikki Haley is not 
a great candidate, quite honestly. Um, so it wouldn't make any sense that she would go up with somebody as a former president. He's got he's got enormous street cred with the base. It would be very difficult to uproot him, especially with all of the attention that he gets. Think of all the free media, because this is what I think most people who vote don't really understand, is Donald Trump understands media. Forget everything else. He understands media. He understands branding. And when you are getting attacked by people that half the country hates, that is not a bad thing for you. That's a really good thing for you. You get free media all day long. You get to point out the hypocrisy on the other side. It basically gives you free media around the clock in the form of an attack upon him. But if your attackers are bad people, mm-hmm. especially in the Republican eyes, then that is nothing but good news for you because yeah. you're being attacked and by your enemies and the rhinos. Bad. Yes. Well, Fanny Willis bad. and oh Alvin gosh. Bragg yeah. and, you know, this whole group of people, this whole cast of characters looks like something out of a horror movie. Yeah. Ken Williams said that exact same thing mm-hmm. on Friday when mm-hmm. he was in here with us because on Friday, the, it had just broke. It had just happened when we mm-hmm. started our show. Uh, that the that ruling came down from New York, you know, the three hundred and fifty million <laughs> right. dollar, million. or whatever it was, ruling against Trump, and he can't Months. have any businesses for two years or whatever it all was. That had just happened, so we had Ken, we had Ken Williams in studio with us, and Rob, he said basically what you just said. He said that uh, that it, it's it, the best campaign, like Donald Trump's campaign, should be sending thank you notes Correct. to these people every single day because. Usually you have to spend millions of dollars to get this kind of TV time when you're running a presidential campaign, and they're just doing it for him. Constant free press. Yeah. It's constant free press, and it's free press that, as much as it sounds like it's an attack and a prosecution and a persecution, I had Will Scharf, who is running for attorney general and Trump's attorney. And, um, you know, we we talked through this and I, I, I asked him, I said, do you think that, you know, if Donald Trump is convicted of any of these particular issues... What would happen? He's got, by law, he's got Secret Service for the rest of his life. What's he going to go to prison and have three Secret Service guys around him that have to be in prison as well? And he said, yeah, of course not. And I said, exactly. I said, so no matter what these... Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, no matter what these persecution prosecutions are, really, they're just showcases because there's nothing that's going to happen to Donald Trump. And uh, reluctantly, he agreed with me. He said, you know, the worst case scenario would be house arrest. I'm, I'm, I'm sure a sitting president will be under house arrest. I'm sure that'll go over real well. That's This is not going to happen. So all of this is, is for television. It's for it's to smear Trump. That's it. That's so interesting that you say that, Rob, because, again, talking to the great Ken Williams, I want to get your perspective on this, especially because you just talked to Will, um, who is a awesome. really great guy, yep. very smart. Um did he say anything like this is going to be appealed and when it's all appealed, it's going to go bye bye. And basically, to your point, uh, this is nothing but to but to deter Trump from the campaign. Yes, that's exactly what he said, because okay. I asked him exactly that question. Okay. And he's working on the presidential immunity side of things. Gotcha. So that's where his okay. he's an appeals attorney. And that's where he's at. On There's this. so many things going on with right. Trump right now. Legally. Right. Which which, you know. From the Trump perspective, they can frame it as though now he can't go out and campaign, mm-hmm. right? So if you're a political person, you go, okay, well, what is, how do I spin this in my favor? And they're saying he can't go out and campaign. I look at it as though that is probably a good thing for Donald Trump. You know, he's 70 something years old, you know, say what you want, but at some point you run out of a little bit of energy, no matter who you are. So he gets all of the free press. He doesn't have to go and campaign. He's constantly in the news. So everybody's talking about him. He's up against a, a, a historically weak president mm-hmm. and Joe mm-hmm. Biden. So I think, you know, just the fact that he shows up, if it remains Joe Biden, which again, I'm not sure that's going to be the case, but if it remains Joe Biden, 
I don't think that Donald Trump could possibly lose to Joe Biden in a real election. I mean, if it turns out to be a fair election where they count the votes and, you know, there's no, you know, there's no there's no Michigans, there's no Pennsylvanias, there's no Arizonas, there's no Georgias, there's none of that going on this next um, this next election. Then he would win in a landslide, you would think, because there's nobody that you can find anywhere, you know, maybe. 10% 10% of the population that's high all the time would ever think that, you know, Joe, Biden, <laughs> <laughs> that Joe Biden's doing a good job. I don't even think they could. But They're probably not they either. They could say that. But, name but, me but, someone but, that likes Joe Biden. Yeah. I can't Katie was saying that, that earlier. Person. Like, find me the Biden supporter. Right. You cannot. You cannot find them. I do want to I, I do want to uh, dig a little deeper into that. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, first. I also just to wrap this uh, the, the point up about the 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 you know these trials and everything going against Donald Trump. We're all used to hypocrisy in the media and in politics. I mean, nothing should surprise us anymore. But I mean, it, it really is another level of audacity to report that to try to make the case to the American people, and I'm talking about the media and and politicians on the left. Um, that Donald Trump has these charges, these and he's a criminal and all of that, which would make and should make him ineligible to be president with the Biden family sitting right there in the Oval Office. I mean, it's just it's it's an impossible even for the the odd that's an uh, even bigger step than what we're used to, and we're used to quite a bit right. from this media. And from these politicians, but I just don't see how you can seriously try to make that case to the American people. That's, you know, it's one of the things I talk about a lot on my show is the uh, ability to manipulate minds through the media and to, to, um, to be able to say something so many times. Like I was watching Bill Maher. I think you guys were actually talking about yeah. it where, um, Ann Coulter was on there. And then, you know, right after that, Van Jones tries to make the, uh, argument that uh, Donald Trump is the reason for the border crisis. Now, yeah. you know, that's what I mean. And it's so dumb, but you got to realize that, you know, a big part of the country, they're not like us. Right. They get their news through Bill Maher because, oh, he's funny, or they get it on MSNBC, or they get these little outlets and they're very busy and they get just a piece of it. And then they like Van Jones because he's attractive. He speaks very well. He's on CNN, and you know he's, he's got popular. this back. He's from Yale, yeah. one of my club uh, schools. He's so one he, of the cool kids. He's, he's one, one of the, the cool kids. kids, right? So when they don't have enough information, and then somebody can just make an argument against the person they don't like, which would be Donald Trump, all of a sudden that sticks with them, and that's that becomes their impression. So it's a neat little system they have set up in our media. Yeah, <laughs> so my it's opinion. unfortunate. So you, this is going to be you know something that's going to develop throughout this entire year, and and for the next several months i don't think any of us can envision a world where joe biden is truly on the campaign trail where he has to travel and he has to do rallies and he has to speak in you know one city on tuesday and another city on wednesday morning and then somewhere else on wednesday night i mean just i don't think any of us can or or, let alone debates (laughs) Stand on stage for two hours, Tony. Just stand on stage for two hours. Period. In 2020, he was giving campaign speeches with two masks on and a visor, right. and rubber oh gloves from the basement. 
with people, his adoring fans in perfect circles, also with two masks on and goggles I and everything else. Could do that. And they were honking at his applause lines. Oh it was the craziest gosh. thing I've ever seen. And, and, and then just, and then you got to convince the population they got 81 million votes. I mean, I it's hard to do. I don't yeah. even think he could do the, li- the, the, the live stream from the basement. Well, don't they didn't... have to do three, pres- isn't They're that supposed the, the three to, yes. presidential yes. Um, uh, debates? They're supposed to. He, he, get out there's all kinds of... I don't think he of... can stamina-wise do well, three, the RNC three debates. Also, no the RNC also uh, uh, removed themselves from that oh from is that, that what's going on this time so they're gonna but there still should be yeah there's there there's no what there is supposed to be three you're exactly right and there has to be there has to be at least a couple in the society they could convince anybody of anything i'm yeah. sure of it if they came out and said that, that you know, donald trump doesn't want to debate and biden doesn't want to debate or something of that well, nature trump does though yeah trump well, he said he, he would debate, debate every he day wants to debate <laughs> biden what he, who he needs yeah. to debate is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah. That's a debate worth That's watching. Be, that would yeah, be interesting. Be so yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll be curious to see if Donald Trump, who is the great debater, he says he wins every debate, <laughs> if he'd go out and debate RFK Jr. Because RFK Jr. famously said, and he's been all over the podcast circuit, saying that he told Donald Trump about uh, the, the dangers of vaccines and the history of them. And he said that uh, Donald Trump put him on a safety commission for vaccines. Uh, Pfizer gave Donald Trump $1 million. Oh, boy. And then Donald Trump put Alex Azar and Scott Gottlieb. I don't know if people know the names, but these are two industry people. Alex Azar is a, you know, these are people from the vaccine business. Mm-hmm. So he puts them on the safety commission. Now there's more of the bad guys than the good guys. It dissolves itself. And then we go right into warp speed and nobody says anything about the vaccines again. That is a very difficult question for a lot of Donald Trump supporters to answer. If that turns out to be true, I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying that he's out there telling everybody yeah. that's what went down. So right. if Donald Trump took a million dollars from Pfizer and then dissolved a vaccine safety commission and then rolled in warp speed with no study or anything to say that it was actually effective. And now we get to see all these, you know, potentially it looks like there's some issues yeah. with it. Yeah, that's going to be a tough conversation to have. And that's yeah. why I said I'd love to see Trump with RFK Jr. That'd be a nice debate. The only thing the only thing is that he can always fall back on. But the Democrat, but Joe Biden took it a step further. If this was all the truth and this was all bad, then, you know, my predecessor took it and ran with it and even further. So I don't know. Well, he made he really a mandate. That, that's been Donald's Trump. Yeah. The, no, the supporters I, I always it. go, it wasn't a mandate. He didn't mandate it. He just yeah. rolled it in and spent $8 trillion to keep everybody from work, called people non-essential. That doesn't count. But you need a viable second choice for people. Yes. And, I'd like to see and, it. And Trump has the... The advantage of not uh, having, having to worry a, yeah. about that viable. I'm all for Trump. I'm all for Trump explaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, I'm all for t- all between, of them explaining. If they happen to explain what happened in warp speed, then he could possibly gain a lot of people's trust back. But I think if he doesn't get into that explanation and say, "Here's the people that were involved. Here's what happened. Here's how it went down. Here's why." We did the CARES Act. Here's why I called Tom, uh, uh, Thomas Massey. He called him um, a third-rate congressman because Thomas Massey wanted him to go mm. vote in person oh, for a $2.2 trillion bill. And Donald Trump called him a third-rate congressman for saying, listen, if you're going to vote for $2.2 trillion, I want to see your I see your butt here in Congress. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump didn't think that was a great idea. I was looking at it going, you just get to vote remotely for $2.2 trillion of taxpayer money? That sounds like a little, uh, sounds crazy to me. But... That's how the situation went down. I want him answering those questions before I vote for him. No, we saw guys getting wheeled in in hospital beds last week to make yeah. votes in the co- in Congress. So it's <laughs> yeah, you can get <laughs> there. It's it's That's right. I forgot yeah. about that. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we'll tune in uh, tonight, Rob. But uh, it, we, we can maybe pick this conversation up uh, f- uh, from this spot next week. At the at the end of the day, yes or no? Is do you think that Joe Biden is on the ballot in November? 
My gut feeling is no. Um, I think if I was in uh, the, the DNC and I was looking at this situation, I would not want to roll him out there and try to explain how he got another election because I think it would just open himself up to too much turmoil. But I'm not 100% sure the DNC doesn't prefer the turmoil. I think there's um, nefarious things going on within our government. I'm not sure how they want to play it out, but chaos and division works if you're trying to take the... You know, if you're trying to take the country in the wrong direction, yeah, so yeah. it's a it's a hard to hard to say where they're going to take it, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be very good. Man, great point. That is Rob Carter, Rob Carter Show every weeknight, eight to ten p.m. here on News Talk STL. We'll be listening tonight, Rob. Thanks, Tony. Great Thank to see you. you. Thanks, Katie. All right, I told you earlier I have a, a interesting story today that developed on President's Day. That's uh, also kind of. Uh, cool piece of presidential history. Did you know that one of Joe Biden's relatives, his great-great-grandfather, was pardoned by Abraham Lincoln personally for a crime? For Oh, okay. Yeah. That's strange. I know, right? I don't right? know how to feel about that sentence. It's presidential history on President's Day. I'll explain okay. it. Okay. Next on Colombo Case. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. A little too good of a voice, by He's the way. He's got a good voice. Katie's nice. bragging about Rob Carter. His, I, he's just such an interesting guy. Good looking <laughs> face and his great radio voice. Whatever. I said he had a great voice. Don't be creeped out by me, Rob. I said you have a good radio voice. He does. <laughs> I never have. <laughs> Whatever. I never Katie. have. Thanks for pointing out. <laughs> Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL on this President's Day. And yeah, I saw this today and thought, what a interesting little fun piece we were mentioning with uh, Rob there at the, at the break after the segment. He was like, oh, this is the kind of history, like, you know, just weird history stories that I love. And I'm and I am exactly the same way. So I thought, uh, what a perfect day. To share a little bit of interesting presidential history here on President's Day, President Biden's great-great-grandfather was pardoned for a crime by Abraham Lincoln, according to a newly discovered or newly discovered documents in the National Archives. That is so strange. Yeah, it's a great story. Biden's uh, relative in the incident was named Moses J. Robinette. Oh, wow. Robinette. Isn't that his middle name? Oh, I think it is. It is. Oh, well, there you go. That's interesting. So now we know the story is very true. Yeah. Moses J. Robinette, which is the most 1800s name Uh I've ever heard, got into a fight with another Union Army civilian employee while camped along the... Rappahannock Rappahannock River near Beverly Ford, Virginia as the Civil War raged on on March 12th, 1864. Mm. Again, these are this is all uh, uncovered from documents in the National Archives and was reviewed and reported by the Washington Post. The fight left the other man, John J. Alexander, bleeding from knife wounds, and Robinette was charged with attempted murder and was incarcerated near Florida. Three of Robinette's friends were officers in the U.S. Army, and they petitioned Lincoln directly to overturn the sentence. 
They argued Robinette's sentence was overly harsh for, quote, defending himself and cutting with a pen knife a teamster much his superior in strength and size, all under the impulse of... Of the excitement of the moment. There's that old English. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's great. That's great. And so, again, here's the direct quote. Uh, They they argued Robinette's sentence was overly harsh for, quote, defending himself and cutting with a penknife a teamster much his superior in strength and size, all under the impulse of the excitement of the moment. They went on to say that Robinette was a true and faithful supporter of the union and had opposed, quote, traitors and their schemes to destroy the government. Think of this. Think of his motherless daughters and sons at home praying for your interposition in behalf of the unfortunate father and distressed family of loved children, union daughters, and union sons, they added. The petition first arrived at the desk of West Virginia Senator Waltman T. Willie, who, or maybe Wiley, Waltman T. Wiley, who endorsed it and sent the request along to the White House. After a presidential review of the case, Abraham Lincoln agreed with the request and pardoned Robinette. Quote, Pardon for the unexecuted part of punishment, A. Lincoln, September 1, 1864, Lincoln wrote at the time. That's a cool little, like, at least Joe Biden, at least there's a cool story. (laughs) And this is why we got rid of old English. Um, You know what else? That's a cool little historical fact. Wild. And I'm also... You think about that time, Abraham Lincoln's time, you would think it'd be like a million greats ago, but it was great, great. Yeah, two greats. It was two greats ago. Yeah, this guy died in 1903. You you seriously think about Abraham Lincoln and that's, uh, to me- Think about how old Joe Biden is. That's true. But I'm like, wow, Abraham Lincoln was two Two greats greats ago. Two greats ago. for Joe Biden. For Joe Biden. He's like four for us. <laughs> right. But still, it's like, wow. No, I know. I know. I, I just, yeah. I cannot believe, and I also cannot believe the criminal history of this family going back all the way <laughs> it to It sounded Robinette. like Robinette was okay. He was defending himself against the teams are superior in size and strength. But he's still, how the heck did he get caught up? How did he get caught up in, like... Doesn't say. Just said it was an altercation. It's like if I look back at my history, I don't think I'll, I don't think that I don't think. I'll tell you what, if I ever find myself up. in a if I ever get into an altercation where I had to use a weapon to defend myself, I am for sure going to tell my lawyer to um describe my defense as cutting with a penknife a teamster much my superior in size and strength. Size and strength. All under the impulse of the excitement of the moment. So strange. So I think I like, strange. I think I like Moses J. Robinette more than I like Joe Biden. I do too. I think I like his... Uh, Style? Yeah. Sons sons and daughters of the union and Golly. against the traitors and their schemes against the government. Think about that time. I know, I just, right? I'm so grateful not to live in that time. Thank you, God, for letting me live in this time. Do you want a real story about a Missouri bill um, that's about uh, expired tags on cars, or do you want 
a story about a teenager at an Indiana car wash spraying a rude customer with a hose. This one, because it's yeah. beautiful. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's freaking beautiful. A teen in Indiana has gone viral after she defended herself against a rude customer who threw lemonade in her face inside a car wash. The video is awesome, and it's very available. I'll post that. I'm going to post that on our social media. Just go to any News Talk STL social media platform, Facebook, Twitter, Rumble, all of it, and uh, you'll see it. Anna... Harky? Let's go with that. Let's just call her Anna. Anna, 18 years old, has gone viral for spraying water from a powerful hose through the open window of a rude customer's vehicle while working at the car wash. The 14-second clip shows Anna power washing a white sedan when the driver suddenly rolls down her window and chucks a plastic cup full of lemonade in her face. Freaking rude. In rude response, ass. Anna swiftly retaliates without missing a beat. She's holding the power sprayer in her hand and she just sticks it right in the window. Right in the car. And opens it up. <laughs> That's what you get. Anna said, quote, I was loading the car like I did with so many cars before that, making sure they safely entered the car wash belt. Once I pulled the car in all the way, I put the numbers into the system so they got the car wash they paid for, and then she was hit with a flying lemonade. She's a student. Uh, she said that her employer sided with her, yeah. good for that employer, good. to ensure her workplace safety. She said, quote, I told my managers who were not okay with the customer throwing a drink at me, and the customer and her boyfriend have been barred from the car wash so for it, life. So it was a Justice. woman? Justice. Yes, it was a woman. And her boyfriend was in the passenger seat. You and they're both big yuck. Barred for life. You big, nasty, ugly, yucky, what? something word I can't say. Let's go. I just think that the, I watched that video. Off. That teen also, let me say this. The teen continued to wash the car. So Well, she washed her. She got sprayed. She washed the customer first. But then she (laughs) continued to do the rest of her job. She didn't stop. She didn't throw down the hose. She didn't go report. She continued to do her job after spraying the lady. And Mm. but I feel rightfully so. If you are an adult, now don't get me wrong, there are some kids that don't know how to be right. That don't know how to be respectful. But when you watch this, what I cannot come up with a scenario. No. No. That this that the woman the lemonator was would be in the right she, and there's nothing not. that i can think of that the, the worst she said she mentioned that she like put in the system the type of car wash like the only thing i could come up with was there was like a dispute about like oh no i got the i got the uh super wash and you put me in for the economy wash like that that that's the so only you throw your right, lemonade in right, the face, which does not equal the level of throwing a lemonade in somebody's face. It just a is teenager a teenager who's working a car wash. I just I feel like that that kind of outrage. You know what? They're really lucky 
they're really lucky that her parents didn't track them down because I guarantee that car wash got a license plate. I would be like, where is this woman and her boyfriend? She kind of handled it. She did. She kind of handled it. If I'm mom watching that right. and Maeve got slammed in the face with a lemonade, I'm like, where are we going? Where are we going tonight? Let me tell you, everybody's, this is everybody's reaction. It's a 14 second video. So it's, it's an emotional roller coaster. This is everybody's reaction. You're watching it and you're like, okay, what's going to go on here? And then you see the lemonade. You see the, you see the, even, even the hand, even the hand looks vindictive. Like it's a, can I say B wordy? That's It's a B wordy hand. Totally. Throws the lemonade. And you go, so you're watching and you go, oh, and then, yeah, <laughs> she I, like immediately sticks the power washer in the window and hits it. So you go from like, oh, y- yeah, <laughs> what was going through like sadness to elation, justice, justice. I'm, I'm wondering, too, what was that lady like? Did she think she was going to be able to roll up the window in time? Did she think that like she was going no, to roll I, up I don't that think she thought time? I don't think she thought that I don't think Girl she thought had that, it in her. Well, yeah. She which a, which by the way, a lot of people wouldn't. Yeah, I don't I don't Especially yeah. today. Cuz it's shocking too. You're well, like, yeah, I mean, that's that takes a lot to do yeah. that. And especially today when everybody's trying to get everybody like I'm going to lose my job, the customer's always right, you know, like it I'm sure she did not expect Good for her. I'm sure she did not expect somebody to actually stand up for themselves and defend themselves, and for the especially a teenager, and for the company to come out and say she, we're on her side and we're banning these people for life. Ugh, golly, good for her. Yes, good story to end on. Colombo and Katie back tomorrow at two. Keep it here for the O'Reilly Report next. Then the Tim Jones and Chris Arp show. Then Larry Connors USA. Then Rob Carter on News Talk STL. There goes the